Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story is The Hicks Family Grows by Two. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week, we announced that there had been no winner the week before. Well, little did we know, there was a winner. The winning answer was in an email that had gone to a junk folder. That winner was Penny from Antioch, California with her answer of His Name is Wonderful from the story Mama Peters Submits to Daddy Peters. We're sorry about that, Penny, but you should have received your prize by now. Good job! The winner from last week's story, The Peters Encounter Pride in Another, were siblings Eliana and Jenna from Little Rock, Arkansas, with their answer of, Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Great job, girls! Is everyone ready for this week's story? Let's take a moment to review. If you remember from last week's story, Mr. and Mrs. Hicks were en route to the hospital so that Mrs. Hicks could give birth to the twins. Todd was staying with the Peters family overnight. Let's pick up there, shall we? The Hicks family grows by two. Mr. and Mrs. Hicks had driven to the hospital, and Todd was left to spend the night with the Peters, as had been planned. Mrs. Hicks' labor had begun in the evening during the spelling bee, of which Todd had been a part, along with Pearson and Penelope. Todd had won the bee with flying colors, and a joyous evening had turned even more exciting when Mrs. Hicks had announced that she was feeling labor pains. With the Peters on the way home, and still in a celebratory mood, Daddy Peters announced, I sure think this deserves a trip to Dolly's Creamery. What a night! The spelling bee? And now, Todd is going to have two more siblings soon, the Lord willing. Daddy Peters, why do we always say the Lord willing? Penelope asked sweetly, suddenly curious about the statement that she'd been hearing regularly her whole life. Well, sweetie, Daddy Peters started, we never want to take for granted that all of the things we plan are under the Lord's purview. We can plan our steps, but God is the one who has determined them from the beginning, and God's plan may be different. Proverbs 16.9 says, The mind of a person plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And in James, it says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. I know that's a lengthy explanation, Pen, but you see, it's not simply a throwaway line. It's a good idea to remember that if we plan something, it really is incumbent upon us to recognize that our plans may or may not come to pass. It is all dependent on if the Lord wills. Ah, I think I understand, Daddy Peters. Well, Lord willing, I'm going to get a triple scoop at Dolly's Creamery. Penelope giggled. <laughs> Triple scoop? Say what, dudette? Hey, I put money on you never being able to finish it. I may have to step in and finish it off for you, because I got a hollow leg. Todd's charming bravado was on full display in his response to Penelope's triple scoop statement. Well, darling, 
I'm glad you understand the lesson, but I am not planning to get a triple scoop ice cream cone for each of you ruffians, Daddy Peters responded, looking at Penelope in the rearview mirror. But your plans might not come to pass, Daddy Peters, remember? Penelope responded. Oh, Penelope Susanna Peters, let's just wait and see what we get, Mama Peters smiled. The jovial Peters family, along with Todd, jauntily walked into Dolly's Creamery, the ice cream shop, where the decorations were an homage to the 1930s with gold filigree accents and glazed red furnishings. It was an enchanting cafe and always a treat for the Peters to eat there on special occasions. Good evening. What can I get for you guys? The waitress asked as she walked up to the table. Well, good evening. I'll order for everyone, Daddy Peters announced. We're going to be getting the kit and caboodle, Daddy Peters declared with relish, knowing the effect his announcement would have on everyone. And it went exactly as planned. Everyone's jaws dropped and their eyes widened. Why, the kit and caboodle was the biggest ice cream dish anyone could possibly order. It boasted 15 scoops of ice cream, hot fudge, caramel sauce, whipped cream, multiple cherries, and sprinkled jimmies on top. The kit and caboodle was considered the top of the line of all ice cream desserts. Actually, of really any dessert. And Todd, Penelope Pearson, and even Mama Peters were speechless. Yes, sir. One kit and caboodle coming right up. Are all of you ready to give me your choice of ice cream flavors? The waitress seemed as excited as the Peters family and Todd to fill the order. We sure are. Todd, you have three choices. Pearson three, Penelope three, Mama Peters three, and I will choose the last three. Daddy Peters had clearly thought through the plan before having even arrived at the shop. Daddy P, this is rockin'. I got my order already. Todd looked at the waitress. I'd love to order cotton candy, rainbow sherbet, and bubblegum. I can hardly wait. This ice cream is going to be bomb diggity. Todd was his usual enthusiastic self. I gotta admit, Todd, your flavors sound pretty good, but I think I got you beat. Pearson began his order. I'll take my favorites, mint chip, cookie dough, and chocolate malted crunch. Nom, nom, I approve, Pearson. But listen to my order. Penelope could hardly breathe. She was so excited. My flavors are caramel delight, fudge dream, and orange sherbet. Mama Peters gave her order next. And I'll order the double fudge brownie, mudslide, and mint cookie crumble. Then it was Daddy Peters' turn to order. I'll have the mocha almond fudge, caramel candy crunch, and pecan praline. With that, Daddy Peters closed the menu and handed it back to the waitress. He looked pleased as punch. It wasn't long before the ice cream, piled high on a large tray and smothered with fudge, caramel, whipped cream, and cherries came out of the back on the waitress's tray, who was holding it high with aplomb, placing it in the center of the table. It had its dramatic effect. It became the centerpiece of the table, and everyone stared at it. But the waitress wasn't quite done. With great effect, she pulled out seven long spoons and placed one in each outstretched hand. Everyone hungrily dug in. But they weren't five minutes into the dessert before it began to look like a disgusting concoction of melted stickiness that was dripping down the sides of the dish. 
Daddy and Mama Peters had given up after several bitefuls and were patiently helping Patience and Priscilla, making every effort to keep the ice cream in their mouths and not on their clothes. Yo, yo, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm about as full a dude as any can be. I feel like I just ate a horse. Todd leaned back, rubbing his very full belly. Not me. I think I have a few bites left, but I'm sure getting there. Penelope dug her spoon into the cotton candy ice cream for another bite. Well, dudette, Todd replied, I'm hoping to bring up a burp to clear some space. I don't think we should waste any of this frozen concoction and leave it here. Todd, that's disgusting. Please don't burp food, Penelope pleaded. Oh, good grief, Pen. I wasn't going to burp in front of you. Mama Hicks raised me to be a gentleman. I only let him rip in front of people like my bro Pearson. Todd sounded quite adamant. Well, thanks for that, Todd. I, I feel privileged. Pearson's mouth was full of ice cream, and it was hard to understand what he said. Hey, you're welks, bro. Anyway, when in mixed company, I know how to keep the burps super silent. They're stealth burps, and you'd be amazed at how much more I can eat after one of them. Bet you couldn't tell I just let one rip. Oh, Todd, that's so gross. Penelope looked horrified. Pen, I only told you because we were talking about it, and I'm nothing if not truthful. Anyway, I think I have more room now, so I can help you finish with the cotton candy ice cream. Todd plunged his long spoon into the bright blue ice cream and took a massive bite. Well, Todd, I can't tell you how thankful I am that you only let them loudly rip in boy company, but I also want to encourage you not to talk about your burps. I feel a bit green after listening. Mama Peters laughed. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, Mama P. Please forgive me. Ma has told me to never talk with pride about my bodily functions. Oh, Todd. How could I not forgive you? I always appreciate your humility, Mama Peters teased. Well, it does not come naturally, Mama P. I promise. God's making me more humble, because remember, I was soups proud before. I used to always brag and say I could do stuff when I really couldn't. I remember, Todd. Pearson slammed his spoon on the table. Also, I've had enough. I feel sick. I suggest that while we all have a little bit of health left, we head for home and shower and then head to bed. Daddy Peters directed, and Todd, I wonder if we'll get an update soon on your mom. The drive home was quiet as everyone sat in discomfort in their full states. The kit and caboodle was delicious, but it was just a little too much. But they had certainly made a valiant effort at conquering it. After showers and family worship, and not having heard anything from Mr. and Mrs. Hicks, the Peters and Todd retired to bed. Todd slept on the bottom bunk in Pearson's room, but before falling to sleep, the boys blew off some sugar energy with quiet chatting. Dude, I hope Ma's okay. I, I wish we'd hear something. Todd's voice sounded a little concerned in the darkness. I'm sure she's fine, Todd. I remember when Mama Peters was giving birth a couple of years ago. We didn't hear for hours, and it was really tough to wait. But everything was great, and we had two little girls who were totally awesome the very next day. Yeah, I can't wait for that, too. It's going to be so rockin', but I don't know. It's a little weird. I, I've been I've been by myself for so long, but I can't wait to have siblings. What if they don't like me, though? What if we're not super good friends? Because what if they don't want to chat with a bro who's so much older? Well, all I know is that Patience and Priscilla are pretty far from my age, too, Todd. But they're two of my best friends. Pearson's tone was encouraging to his friend. Yeah, those little dudettes are adorbs, man. So I can see what you mean. I think there's probably nothing to worry about, but I, but I kind of still feel worried anyway. I know, Todd. It's sure hard not to worry. 
But remember what the Bible says in Philippians, you know those verses. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Yeah, that's right, bro. Todd finished the verse in his usual fast cadence, and the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Thanks for the reminder, Pierce. I I think I get a little worried that something's going to be wrong, but I I don't know what you... I I don't know. What you said is right. I'm supposed to trust God. I'm... I'm supposed to pray and tell God all about it. Yeah, Pearson said wearily, feeling himself fall to sleep. But Todd was still talking. I'm excited too. It's hard to sleep when you're so excited, you know? When Pearson didn't answer, Todd chuckled to himself (laughs) and silently prayed, God, please help Ma. Help the babies. Help Dad to be a good helper. Thanks for siblings. Help me to be a good brother. Amen. Todd couldn't help but feel just a little emotional, but a few seconds later, Todd was sound asleep. The next day started early. Mama Peters cooked eggs and bacon and hash browns. The rest of the family, along with Todd, helped get the table set and finished the cooking and cutting the fruit. When it came time to eat, they had barely sat down when the jangle of the landline pierced the air. Startling everyone. I'll grab that. Mama Peters got up and walked briskly to the phone. Hello? She sounded a bit nervous. Ah, yes. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Of course, he's here. I'll grab him. Mama Peters signaled to Todd to walk over to the phone, and she handed it to him. Todd touched the button to put Mr. Hicks on speaker. Hey, Dad, you're on speaker. Well? Todd asked anxiously. Good morning, everyone. Mr. Hicks's voice rang out. Good morning. They all said back, practically in unison. Todd, you ready to come meet your baby brother and baby sister? Dad, are you are you kidding me? I've been ready for this nearly my whole life. Todd couldn't help but be emotional. Well, Todd, as soon as you're done with breakfast, maybe you and the Peters family can come on down to the hospital. Ma won't be released with the twins until tomorrow. Okay, Dad, I'm going to shovel food faster than you can say go. I love you, Dad, Todd yelled. And I love you too, bud. After the phone call, there was much hustle and bustle as everyone scooped their food excitedly into their mouths. The car ride over was filled with happy chatter. Once at the hospital, they all got on the elevator. Mama and Daddy Peters signaled to Pearson and Penelope and the twins that they would sit in the waiting room so that Todd could meet his siblings by himself before the rest of them flocked inside. Mr. Hicks came down the hall and met Todd, hugging him, and they walked into the room where Mrs. Hicks lay in her bed with one of the twins in her arms and the other lying in a bassinet. Looking first at Mrs. Hicks and then at his new siblings, Todd's eyes filled with tears, and he couldn't hold back the joy that he felt at seeing his new brother and sister. Ma, they're so awesome. I, I just love them. Todd's voice broke as he reached for his sister. You can hold her, Todd. Mrs. Hicks, too, was filled with emotion as she held out Todd's baby sister for him to hold for the first time. He cradled her in his arms, admiring her tiny face and round head beneath her pink knit cap. After a few minutes of quiet delight, Todd handed her back to Mrs. Hicks and asked, Ma, can I hold my brother? You sure can, bud, Mr. Hicks answered. Before you do, though, let me tell you something about your little brother. He was born with a genetic disorder. It's not a defect or disorder to God. 
And to us, he's just perfect. But he has something called Down syndrome. He will have it his whole life, and so he'll be a little different than Sis. He'll have some struggles that she doesn't. In fact, we already have to work with him to be able to eat the food that Ma is feeding him. But the Lord knows all about it. And he's so precious to him and to us, Mr. Hicks explained, his own voice cracking a bit as he picked up the baby boy and handed him to Todd. Ah, Dad, I don't care. He's super awesome. And I feel like my heart's exploding because I can't believe I have a little bro, a radical little bro. Hey, little bro, I love you so much. By then, Todd's tears had overflowed his eyes and they streamed down his face. Todd kissed his brother's face, feeling exactly as he described it, like his heart would explode inside of him. Mr. and Mrs. Hicks looked at each other and their oldest son, holding his baby brother, and there was a feeling of being full, full of the abundant blessings that God had supplied, full of the knowledge of his perfect love and his kind will in their lives. Mr. Hicks stepped out into the hall to invite the Peters family in, each one respectfully holding each of the babies just for a moment, knowing that Mrs. Hicks had just given birth and would certainly need a rest. When it was time to leave, Todd asked loudly, Oh yeah, I forgot! What are their names? Sis's name is Ruth Anna Jane Hicks. We love Ruth in the Bible, but we equally love Anna. Remember, she was the one who lived at the temple because she was so excited and waiting for the Messiah's birth. So we just went with both of the names, with a hyphen in between. And of course, Jane is Ma's middle name, Mr. Hicks explained to Ooze and Oz. And what's this guy's name? Patting his baby brother's belly. His name is Bear Jonathan Hicks. He is so cute and with a face as cuddly as a teddy bear, so we couldn't help ourselves. And Jonathan was King David's best friend. And we hope that you and Bear are as good of friends as David and Jonathan were. Mr. Hicks embraced his oldest son. Oh, Dad, I already feel like our souls are knit together. Bear is awesome, and Ruth Anna is the same. I can't wait to play with him. And Ma, I love you, and I love you, Dad. Todd's abulience was nothing unusual, but no less genuine. And though Todd had lots of questions about Bear and Down syndrome, and in the coming days there would be many struggles, and many unknowns. The Lord had been gracious, and he had answered prayers that Todd didn't even know he had prayed. He had not only brought his family back together, but had increased them by two, and Todd, and his family of five, along with their good friends, the Peters family, were confident that God would give them the strength and the grace to get through the hard days. As they all walked back to the car, it was quiet. Each was lost in thought. But as usual, Todd broke the silence when he began to sing, Be Still My Soul. As he sang, the Peters gladly joined in, harmonizing with gusto. This is Grandmom's Corner. As you know, we include a hymn in all of our stories. And this week's hymn is very special to our family. I've asked my son-in-law to play it on his trumpet.
We include hymns in our stories because unlike a lot of more contemporary Christian music, and we love that kind of music too, hymns have been around for hundreds of years and are part of the church's heritage. Though many churches, ours included, have children's church, I personally don't mind the sounds of kids and babies in the service. After all, we're the family of God with varying ages. And if your church sings hymns, all the better. But if they don't, learn them on your own. Our desire is for our listeners to learn good hymns, which are rich in doctrine. Many of them are hundreds of years old and have stood the test of time. Not long ago, I was talking to a younger relative who told me that often an old hymn will come to mind when she's going through a difficult time. Ephesians 5, 19-20 says, Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to our God and Father. Many of the old hymns are full of scripture. When you get older, some of those hymns may come to mind to comfort and bring you hope. My grandkids love to sing Father Abraham, and we sing it on occasion. Oh sure, they'll probably remember it, but it won't have the sustaining power of a song like Be Still My Soul. So we encourage all of you listening to go back and learn the hymns that we've included in our story since we started the podcast in the summer of 2019. I recently read this, quoting, Apart from Scripture, our hymnody is our richest source of theological and devotional material, unquote. You may not even understand that sentence and all it encompasses, but we at Whimsy Wins are hopeful that you'll listen to the hymns and that you'll sing them often. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with a new story about the Peters family. Bye for now.